That's interesting. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I mean, we don't check facts like us. <laughs> 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 but, but with that said, Emily, congrats! Top seven Hell's Kitchen season twenty yeah. Young Guns. And for your anniversary of being plant-based. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Ooh. Ooh. It's like a penis. This is a big glass, so it's like a double. I'm not going to take two shots at once. Or you can. I mean, too hard, too fast. No, I mean, I could, but I'm not going to. Like, got to pace it. Fair yeah. enough. Hey, welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast, the podcast with strong opinions about things that we may or may not know too much. Larry, come on, Larry. We talked about this. Uh, So we're going Too Hard, Too Fast. (laughs) We're going Too Hard, Too Fast with Chef Emily Hirsch. We have discussed some hard-hitting topics. We've taken some hard-hitting liquor shots. And we're going to talk about her experience on Season 20, Young Guns, Hell's Kitchen. It's going to be fun. We're having a great time. And you guys are should be really excited with what's next for Emily Hirsch. She's making great things. We're going to talk about it in this episode. And so sit back, buckle up. Let's go too hard, too fast. Larry, Larry, I know. Where's Look, my Venmo? I, I, Where's I, I, my Venmo? Larry, we're doing this for, 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 the, for the good of it. Do I have to come to your house again? Start the show. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Too Hard, Too Fast. Welcome to Too Hard, Too Fast. Hey guys, welcome back to Too Hard, Too Fast. This is Chef Emily, the vegetarian who competed to work at a steak restaurant. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the podcast of the century. So uh, now I'm trying to think about what I'm going to name this episode. (laughs) Totally in true too hard too fast fashion. We've gone off the rails and I love it. (laughs) So I kind of want to bring it up. I'll bring it a little bit back to the on the rails, back on the wagon. I wish if we're going to throw that out there again, Uh, (laughs) a little bit on and off. Um, I want to go back to like uh, the whole being a plant-based chef because it's super interesting because on the show you're cooking with meat and protein. And so one time my wife, she became vegan for a while mm-hmm. and it sucked for me a lot. And I was only like 80% vegan, mm-hmm. meaning I, I ate meat on the weekends, <laughs> um, but there was some food that was introduced to me from there, like uh, cauliflower pizza. That is a thing, and it's really good. From I liked it a lot. Liked it? Yeah. And here's the thing. A lot of the stuff that my wife made while she was vegan, she hated it. And I was just like, yeah, this is amazing. Uh, <laughs> cauliflower buffalo bites. I'm not a huge fan of it, but I, I'm okay with Depends how they're made. Like Sometimes they're just too cauliflower. And I love cauliflower. But that's rare that you like cauliflower. That's like a good first sign if you want to ever eat vegetarian. (laughs) I think I don't know what it was, but I've always loved it since a kid. Broccoli and cauliflower. Um, So that was the thing. Uh, Eggplant parm. Is that is that a is that a meal? Yeah. 
I'm trying to remember. I was like, is it eggplant form or is I'm just thinking eggplant because of the emoji? I'm just like trying to figure out where where the connection is. But I think I've had it. My favorite vegetable is actually eggplant. Eggplant. And I re- and you were talking about it on the show. And I'm pointing over here because the TV is over here. <laughs> In case you want. <laughs> yeah. um, that you said had said something like the 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 ingredient you like working with the most or you like involving in the meal is eggplant Mm -hmm. and I think that's what reminded me I was like yeah eggplant parm I think that I've eaten that before and I like that a lot the whole thing with that the with her making the food like the vegan food I did end up hating pasta a lot and I felt like I used to love pasta but now I hate it because I felt like everything that was introduced with vegan was you know, very pasta, a lot of pasta. And I'm, I could be wrong. Maybe we weren't very educated on what you can make with that. But do you do you stick with vegan or do you do vegetarian as well? Like in your, your, your own eating, not just cooking. Yeah. So I have been strictly vegetarian. I, I have to identify myself as vegetarian because I still eat cheese um, for like four years now. But whenever I try to cook for somebody else or cook for my social media, I always try to do vegan. But I always, when I'm cooking for myself or family members or something like that, I'll always add in cheese or dairy if they're having, if they're people who are meat eaters. So it's just always, it's a balance. Um, But now I've, I've been kind of moving towards more a vegan diet. So I've kind of cut out um, milk and, uh, what else? Ice cream and stuff like that. But I really still love cheese and eggs. So that's a yeah. hard one for me, but, um, it's always a balance. So I always just say it's, a, it's always a balance and how, what I'm craving, like today I made eggs and I was kind of grossed out by them a little bit just by how I cook them. So it's, it's always different for me. Oh no. Did my, did my Instagram, uh, story gross you out? My, no, my- because- when you when you send that to me, I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make eggs!" Like literally, you made me want to make eggs. But then I made eggs, and I usually don't. I made them over easy, and I usually don't make them that way. And I I think I undercooked them a little bit, so I was like, "I was yeah, I was in the middle of cooking them, and then I was I was sending that. I was like, "Oh man, I don't know if I want to send this out. My my pan looks so gross. This whole picture itself looks gross. Oh well, let's go with it." <laughs> What were you eating in the in the question story? With the question? Oh, man, that is okay. So we recorded yesterday with an, another guest, and uh-huh. so I was kind of like, I was pretty drunk skis, and <laughs> so I was like, well, I want to like, I want to put something out because I really like, I really like when people send out uh, questions. When they send us questions, they're really funny and they're so random. So I wanted to do it, and I was like, oh my god, it's it's so late. And so I went into the fridge. I was like, I had to do something with food. So I went to the fridge and I found this old taco that's probably been sitting in the back. It's an egg and sausage taco. And it's sitting in the back. And it's probably not, it was, I probably should have not taken a bite out of it, but I, it was a Bill Miller's taco. Ooh. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's good when it comes out, but um, I don't know how long it's been there. I, I just, I bit it <laughs> and I took the picture and I worked out the, or I, I took the picture and it didn't come out right the first time. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm already like bite in, like my teeth are in it. And so when I try to do the second one, it's not sticking. It's just like falling off. So I was like, I'm going to have to 
and I just took the bite and I ate it and I went for the second one to recheck the picture. <laughs> and so it was kind of gross, <laughs> but that's what it was. <laughs> I thought it was like a dumpling. It looked like some sort of dumpling or something. Yeah, it probably that's ever- probably why it looked like a dumpling because it was so old. I just want to ask, do you ever get like, do you ever get like the same kind of responses from people when they know that you're, you have, you live a plant-based diet lifestyle, but you could be like cooking something for them that has meat in it. Like, do you ever get people that are like, why, you know, or like, how are you going to know this? I'm going to like this, you know? I, I think I get more hate from, this is something that surprised me when first, um, the first episode aired was I get more hate from the vegans than I do from omnivores. So okay. I got, I, there's this one scene where um, the first time I ever talked to Gordon Ramsay, I tell him that sometimes I get drunk and eat chicken nuggets. So I found vegetarianism that became my new passion. When was the last time you snuck in somewhere and had a cheeseburger? You know, after a couple, you know, drinks, the, right. a little tipsy side of me, you know, gets the chicken nuggets or gets the... <laughs> Great, starting off great here. <laughs> but um, well, that's yeah. not real chicken, so that counts, right? Well, uh, it's true. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what's in that stuff. <laughs> not anymore. Now I'm now I've evolved to back then. Two years ago, I'd only been vegetarian for two years, so I would break sometimes meat chicken nuggets. But once that aired, I would get met like a lot of messages from vegans. I love to vegans. I love the vegans, but the vegans would message me and be like, how dare you even be on a competition with meat in it? And how dare you like taste the meat while you're competing? And so they were a little bit more extreme with their views on, on me cooking meat, but eating a vegetarian diet than say omnivores would be. Omnivores were a lot more like, oh, that's cool, you know, because they don't really have a view on, on, on that kind of stuff. Or maybe they do, I don't know. But yeah, so that's, that's been my kind of dilemma with the show is, is the responses of people who are like-minded like me and even more so on the, on the vegan side, because I'm just vegetarian, um, of what their opinions are on, on the whole thing and what I should be doing with my life. And so <laughs> it's interesting. Well, that is being a- 80% you- vegan, I had my choice of uh, opinions when I saw you cooking meat. I was like... Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> vegan when that aired, because that would have been interesting to know your opinions. Well, my I don't. It wasn't a real opinion. It was just like I was thinking, oh dang, I wonder if she gets any shit from 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 vegans mm-hmm. or even vegetarians because she's like clearly handling meat. Yeah. And I get, I think vegetarians are a little more like, I don't know, maybe they're a little more easygoing than vegans, but. Being 80% vegan, I remember when I was like, well, shit, you can't put cheese on that. Or how dare you even cook my eggplant on the same griddle that you use to make that beef or whatever. So I love how you say 80%, like, you know, the exact percentage of you eating plant-based and you're eating meat. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so specific. I don't even know. Like, I've always just... That's how I've always identified as 80% vegan. Well, because you have those two days, Saturday and Sunday, right? Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes sense. 80% vegan. <laughs> Maybe I'll start saying that. 80% vegan. 
There you go. That way nobody can give you, you know, crap about anything. It's like, look, my, the 80% of me is doing the right thing. The yeah. other 20% is just going crazy. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, it, that was my thought. I was like, I wonder if she gets that kind of any mess like that. And also I wonder what her reasoning for being vegetarian or going into vegan. Like, is it health? Is it the fact that she wants to save the cows? Is it more than that? Like, I want to know, because there's so many reasons for it. When my wife did it, mm-hmm. it was health. Mm-hmm. And then n- now I make fun of it. And that's why I said save the cows, because she wants to save the cows. Yeah. Uh, even though, like, we'll probably throw down some barbecue and whatever. Now that she's there, you know. Mm-hmm. But she always has that feeling like, oh, my God, the cows. And I'm sorry I keep saying that, but I'm I'm, I'm picturing the the I, the Instagram picture that you have and that, and I just saw, not not just literally just a while ago I saw the picture of you celebrating your four year anniversary, and you're like petting the cows and you're like really truly save the cows. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that's so funny that you say that because yeah, I um, think when I started off with my journey, it was for health. So I watched all of those documentaries that were like, oh, you, these people have like reversed cancer. They've reversed their mental health. Like for me, I was on a mental health journey. So I really wanted to increase my mental health and it definitely did that. It definitely made me feel a lot better, but every year I feel like it's been more and more increasingly ethical reasons. So now it's mostly save the cows. So (laughs) if if you want to know now it's mostly save the cows. And I think I just have seen things of following different platforms and um, just talking to different plant-based eaters of um, just their views and their experiences, but it's also health, right? Because I feel like we should be a little bit more balanced in our diets, especially coming from being a Texas girl and having parents who would serve me meat as like three-fourths of the plate like mm-hmm. a little bit of rice or whatever and then a little bit of fat but meat was the thing like every single meal would be meat we had to have meat or else we wouldn't be eating right and so having growing up like having grown up like that and how I eat now and realizing how much better I feel and how much more beneficial it is to eat more veggies I think my view um, is not completely cut out meat, even though I have, doesn't mean that I believe that everybody should. I think what my stance is and my, um, platform is, is that everybody should just add in more vegetables because it's, it's honestly, our society are, is it's a bunch of meat eaters. Like, how are you supposed to change the world in like a week telling everybody just like, how dare you don't eat meat? I think that it's, it's way more beneficial to be like, yeah, you can have meat for a couple of meals, but how about you like load your plate with veggies and just have meat as a side or have a meatless Monday or do something like that. I think that's a lot easier to do. And I think once people do that, then they realize, oh yeah, veggies are cool. Like (laughs) veggies are flavorful if I cook them right. And then hopefully later on, they'll be eating more and more and more and not and you know sometimes some days or some weeks not even miss me so that's that's what I feel and I feel like it's all like I said before balance yeah and you're definitely onto something because um 
from listening to that, I can I'm recalling that the fact after doing this vegan thing, I there is some incorporation of like not I wouldn't say a meatless Monday, but a day where I go, you know what? I'm kind of I'm I'm not feeling like eating meat, and so we'll we'll make something that doesn't have any meat. Um, there's certain things that like like when my wife wants to make bean chili, I was like, nah, you gotta throw some meat in there. But uh, but there's a lot of things that we incorporate, like cauliflower pizza. I'm still down for it. But let's 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 do it. But um, like the, there's and different things that we still buy that are vegan. Uh, I guess you can say like there's this cheese. Uh, I think it's it looks like white cheese, but uh-huh. it's vegan. It's vegan cheese. Uh-huh. And I'll put that in a grilled cheese over. I'll put that on anything. Nice. That's, it's supposed to have cheese, but you uh-huh. throw it's so good. It's so much better. Than, uh, I think I have it. Hold on, hold on. Let me show you. Because <laughs> I feel like vegan cheese is disgusting right now. <laughs> I've had it once, and now yeah, it was not for me. It was not for me. I did a grilled cheese yesterday with the vegan cheese. Is it follow your heart? No. Okay, good. It's chow chow cheese. Oh, okay. It's with it's made with chow tofu. And it sounds disgusting, but okay. I um told Larry I made a grilled cheese. And it says vegan on there too. I never noticed that. Heck yeah, that's awesome. I'll put this back before it goes back. I love how we got to the fridge so fast. Oh, it's like right there. <laughs> it's right there. It's no. like that way I can get another beer real quick with, without pausing the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of which. And, and it's funny how you talk. Oh, were you pausing? Sorry. Whoa, I, I saw that. Okay. I, know, right? I was just going to say, it's funny how you say that too, about trying to incorporate a little by little. Over the past few months, I've definitely, since COVID too, like you're home all day, just cook, right? So I, I got tired of eating the things I would usually cook because I'm one of those people, like the way you said, I grew up in a Mexican house where if there's no meat on the plate, like nobody's going to eat, yeah. you know, so it's like you have to do it. And then still cooking like that for yourself and as adult, and then you live alone and then like you're really alone, like these past year and a half, two years, um, you get tired of eating the same things. And you also realize like the way you were saying earlier, like you don't feel good, mm-hmm. you know, like you just don't feel good. So you're like, how can I make myself feel better? Like, Okay, I'm still at home all day, so I am going to still have these. But how can I try to balance it out the best you can? Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm definitely, I feel like I'm in stage, very early stage one of trying to do it, where over the past two months, anything I make, I just load it full of vegetables. I'm a big stir fry person. And recently, I, you are talking about cauliflower earlier. Over the past couple of months, every single stir fry now is cauliflower rice instead of regular like white rice because that's I would buy like frozen white rice I love cauliflower rice it is my new like if I open the freezer right now there's literally seven bags of cauliflower rice in the freezer right now prove it and you want to see it no would, I'm kidding okay no, let's, like, no, do no, okay. let's do it let's do it let's do like an episode of cribs on this okay cribs okay. <laughs> I just went to the store today too look this is off one two three four five yeah. i mean oh, look at the meat it's full of meat too <laughs> that's okay and then also um because i kind of realized like it's really good for me personally to like phase out pasta 
and like grain. So I've also gotten really into like red lentil pasta, which is really good. Like really good. The secret I found to red lentil pasta though, is you have to, after you cook the noodles, you need to add all the noodles into your pasta sauce Uh and let it absorb the taste. And it won't be as red lentil-y. Got it. And you're like, okay. So yeah, that's my, that's my. She's like, she's like, (laughs) you realize I'm a chef, right? (laughs) No, no, I know. I know, but hey. Red lentil pasta. That's a good, that's a good thing. I'm going to have to buy it. I actually have lentils about to eat right now. They're, I think they're like green lentils or something, but love me some lentils. Oh yeah. I have no idea what lentils are. So there's (laughs) that. Also, I got really nervous when you were showing the fridge. I don't know why I was thinking that we're going to see like a, a severed hand or something. I was like, oh my God, that's what I was feeling. That's what I got the feeling. Only thing you'll find in there is a lot of chicken. I'm, I'm, I'm a big chicken eater. I'm not a big beef eater. I mean, there's beef in there, but it's like maybe once a week. I'm just a big chicken person. I love chicken. I'll eat any kind of chicken. I'm about an air fryer today just to make more chicken. Like it's just the whole goes. I love <laughs> fryers. Who doesn't? I I just recently became an air fryer fan because I house sat for somebody who had one, and now I was like, I love it. George has the same one that I just bought, and I saw it at his house the other day. I was like, I'm, that's what I'm gonna get. He's like, he just made a face at me. Like, okay, I don't like it because I don't like the smell. Hmm. And I'm a very, like, a, I'm a smell person, and I can't stand the smell, and I won't be able to, I mean, I'll still eat the food. I don't know why I was going to say I won't, but that, <laughs> it's just, like, the smell gets to me. The smell, there is a smell when the air fryer is on, but the smell does not reflect the smell of the food. True. That's, that's what I've discovered. Yeah. True. So, yeah. The one that it fries, but it also, like, bakes, and it also dethawes. Yeah, I got it it's the I don't know if I can say the brand I'll say the brand it's a it's the ninja but it's the double one it has like two drawers in it and it has it's really cool the reason I like it is because you can cook two different things at two different temperatures and it has a setting where like if one thing needs to cook for 40 minutes and one's for 30 the when the 40 bin gets down to the 30 the 30 will automatically start so all your food's done at the same time y'all are bougie Dang, and we're not sponsored, so uh, Ninja, if you guys want to, you know. (laughs) And it went to Target, Target, if you're watching too, there you go. I brought out whiskey because I wanted to celebrate your top seven finalists with a shot. Is anybody down for a shot? Yes. Are you doing whiskey? Does that mean I have to do whiskey? You can do whatever you're comfortable with, but if you want to do vodka, tequila, wine, Quine. I, <laughs> I will do that. I will do, hold on. Awesome. Larry, get you I, a drink. I know you know I have tequila because I showed you earlier. So <laughs> but I am going to be bougie and I'm going to chill it. I'm going to chill it too. Yeah. If <laughs> I do you guys have like an instant chill or what? Are, how are you going to chill? You chill it. Oh, fancy. Real bougie. Yeah. <laughs> she was right. <laughs> He says, talk amongst yourselves. I'm the only one here. <laughs> I'll do it on air. Oh, see, she had the same idea. I was like, and since y'all already called me bougie twice, I decided to do it out of a bougie wine glass instead of like a regular shot glass. So there you go. Out of a cactus shot glass. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. <laughs> Mine's plain. <laughs> 
I usually do mine out of a mason jar, but I couldn't find the one I use. Okay, so if y'all are looking for a good tequila, I did a ta- there's a liquor store by my apartment, and I did a tasting, and it's a local tequila place, and they do flavored ones. Oh, I just saw that come across my Instagram not too uh, a while ago. It's really good. It's so really, is, yeah, and it doesn't taste fake at all. It tastes like like a slight taste of coconut at the end what's the percentage since it's a flavored one is it 30 30 percent 35 or full 40 50 oh wow okay (laughs) so you can Uh, clean the floor with it or you can drink it or you can drink it since you are drinking um fancy tequila but also cheap wine um, I am drinking cheap whiskey. It's about $10 for this thing. It's plastic. That's usually a sign of cheapness. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking some Hemador. I was making margaritas a while back, but I, I don't know how it happens. I feel like they do this on purpose where you wind up, always wind up running out of mix before you run out of liquor. And so it's like, even if you buy the big handle, it's still like I didn't make that many margaritas. Why am I out of mix? Like so, the alcohol ratio is always different. I mean, and I'm a heavy pourer. I'm one of those like at home wine glass pourers where it's like the whole glass. I'm like I'm not going anywhere. It means you're so, good. Yeah. Do you usually drink your tequila chilled? Me? No, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not interested <laughs> in Larry. <laughs> yes. The only reason I do so is because there was a moment um, at a friend's 21st birthday where we served him a warm something, a warm alcohol. He ended up... Oh. I think of that now. I didn't even vomit from it, but I'm like, no, it needs to be chilled. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the saying here is the warmer, the drunker. So... Really? <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what we say. <laughs> Who's we? Uh, me. Me. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, it was a college thing. Everything, all my, all my, too hard, too fast. Even the name came from college. Like right. it's a, it's a moment of like when somebody's going too hard, too fast. Uh, you know, they show up to the party and it's just like they're done before anybody else has a second drink. So that's kind of like the that's kind of like the thought process in that. So all my references are coming from college, and the thought was if you have drink, uh, beer, you keep it room temperature because the warmer, the drunker you get. That's interesting. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> I mean, we don't check facts like as. <laughs> 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 but, but with that said, Emily, congrats! Top seven Hell's Kitchen season twenty, yeah. Young Guns. And for your anniversary of being plant-based. Thank you so much. Cheers, guys. Ooh. It's like a penis. This is a big glass, so it's like a double. I'm not going to do two shots at once. Or you can. I mean, too hard, too fast. No, I mean, I could, but I'm not going to. Like, got to pace it. Fair Uh, enough. We still got. Uh, we still have to talk about Hell's Kitchen. We, I think, we barely even touched it. 
No, I'm just having too much fun with you guys. We've been getting off topic. <laughs> I know. I love it. That's all. I mean, as long as you don't have a time crunch, we're good. good. Perfect. All-nighter. Yeah. We're pulling an all-nighter, Larry. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, I have I something go, in the air fryer. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Hell's Kitchen, uh, season 20, Young Guns. Was there any offense to it? Did you take any offense to the fact that, well, and I asked this because at the beginning, when the first, like the very first episode, they kind of made fun of, like, oh, not made fun of it, but it was kind of like implying, at least to me, the inexperience of it. And then also the fact that nowadays social media is taking over everything. And uh, there was even somebody that joked, you know, the, you know, the phone has to eat first. Oh, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I wonder if they're just like, you know, they're making, they're obviously hitting it right on the, uh, I don't know what the saying is when you, when you make a joke, that's like, like right on, it's kind of offensive, but it's like trying to be nice. Did you take any offense to that? So, given all of the all of the past things before Hell's Kitchen, I'm really used to my like I'm really used to that kind of humor where people make fun of you. I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna take it as funny. I didn't really take offense to anything. The only thing was with the challenges, we were like, do we really have to make this like a cheesy millennial thing? Like every single challenge is very cheesy millennial. In today's emoji jacket communication challenge. And with the phones and all of that stuff, that was a bit like, but we... You have to ground out the meat. So I'm you're making... making hamburger and fries? Yes, you're making hamburger and fries. Okay. We, we're like, fine, we haven't had our phones for two weeks now, and we're like, okay. I want to have confidence in my team, but I can't help but feel a little nervous that I'm completely relying on somebody else to tell me how to cook. I think they played that up a bit, but because we were the first young generation to be in Hell's Kitchen. So given they were probably going to play that up a bit, but other than that with people, like there are a lot of comments on us being younger and us not having experience. And of course, those are things that we've already thought of before. So I, I don't know if I can speak for the other contestants, but I, I always thought like, okay, when I get haters, then I've made it, you know, <laughs> positive thing. So I think the, it's actually funny. The other day I got a message from somebody that this is the best hater comment by far. They said that I looked like the chicken from chicken run. Have y'all seen chicken run? Oh yeah. Well, there's all, so. there's a bunch of chickens in that one. There's a bunch of, the main character, the main character chicken. It's I been a know. while. I don't see it, but. <laughs> but like, but would you be offended if I did it like on side by side? No. I think it's hilarious. I think the the trolls are just there's something you have to laugh at. Every single negative thing that that comes at you, you know, it it just means that you've made it and you've made it to a level where people are are insecure and they're hating, and it it shouldn't be like that. It should just be all love. So I've taken it as as a comedic approach and I've tried to try to find things there negative things thrown at you and especially with the millennial thing like it is we are that generation that uses our phones a little bit and just should have fun with it and you know take it too seriously and that's what I kind of thought 
about throughout the whole process was just, you can't take yourself too seriously because this is a TV show. It's for entertainment. 100%. And I think I like that you see yourself in that, in that light because I grew up in the way, you know, at least my family. And they would always say like, oh, it's because that's the way his family is. Like, if you're not getting if you're not getting shit on, then you feel like it's like, where's the love? You know, like, <laughs> and so and, and then even with my friend groups, like the reason I have Larry on here as a guest co-host is because I know if I mess up, he's going to call me out on it and he's going to make fun of it. And that's what I need for for guests, you know, for guests that coming in and don't know me like. I want you guys to be comfortable with the fact that I'm going to make jokes. I want you to make jokes. And so I, I like, I like that, that whole, just make fun of be be okay with the making fun. Yes. I do not like actual hate. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. Like that, that can fuck off real yeah. quick. Uh, yeah. But I'm sorry. I'm cussing too much. I, and I haven't heard you cuss at all. Uh, I hope it's not offensive. <laughs> it's totally fine. <laughs> all right. I cuss in the kitchen usually or when I'm mad, so it's fine. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, Gordon Ramsay cusses all the time, so you know what? Uh, but, but, uh, sidebar, I'm really upset because he actually told me to shut the F up or shut the fuck up, but, um, one of the episodes, but they cut it out, and I was so angry because that's another thing uh, I was like, if Ramsay tells me, like, cusses me out, then it needs to be on air, but, they didn't air it, and so I'm I'm very upset that that didn't, <laughs> that didn't come yeah. to air. That was like a life goal. And I wonder, like, if if Gordon Ramsay does not cuss you out, like that would to me it would feel like he doesn't believe you have what it takes. Exactly. Yeah, and that's going back to like if if people are being like tough love with you or making fun of you in a lighthearted way. That's the same with me. Like, if I like you, I'm gonna make fun of you, and I'm gonna you know love you in that way. So. It, I feel like everybody just needs to kind of take that in a positive light and not so sensitive and just be confident in who you are. And no matter what anybody says, as, as long as you are confident with yourself and how you're portraying yourself in your world, in the world. And as long as you're not hurting anybody, then it doesn't matter. Very true. Very true. Um, so I'm going to say this, I can feel the whiskey already. So maybe that's a sign of how things are going to go. But uh, <laughs> um, so you mentioned like the games that are, you know, very millennial. Did anybody, I, I've only watched Emma, uh, I was going to say Emily Luna. Oh my God. The, the fucking <laughs> uh, so anyway, but <laughs> so with Mary Lou's, that was the first season of Hell's Kitchen I've ever watched. And I only watched it because she was going to be on here. Mm-hmm. And I told her that too. So, but so watching that, I'm kind of thinking now, did they take your phones away just because of the whole millennial thing? Or is that just what they do for the show's purposes? They took away, I think I brought like, sorry, my cat is ha- has the zoomies right now. So if you hear stuff in the background, <laughs> she's going crazy. <laughs> what is what is what is that what is the zoomies when you have zoomies as a cat you just like run around frantically like you're possessed oh okay (laughs) they call they call it like the night crazies sometimes because they do it at night like they just start randomly running back and forth all crazy yeah especially when i'm asleep she like runs across my chest like (laughs) just be like hey i'm here 
You were asleep. Oh. You forgot about me, so wake up. So she has this is a thing with cats. Any cat? <laughs> cats mm. are crazy. Dang, that's I'm gonna have a dog. I have dogs, three dogs actually. One that like that looks like it's a cat, but yeah. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Zoomies as well. I don't know because I don't have a dog. But well, they, anyway. well, they go crazy too. But you know, yeah. what was I talking about? What, were we what talking was I talking about? about? <laughs> um, <laughs> the, phones, the phones. If we uh, if they took it away just for you guys, or they do it in general. Um, but I'll just say, yeah, they took away a lot of things and. Um, it was crazy. Um, when, once we, oh, no, no, no. Actually, we, I think they made it a thing at the very beginning of the episode um, where we met Gordon Ramsay. And I don't think, I don't know if they aired this, but we had our phones in our back pockets and they're t- telling us like, take a lot of pictures because y'all are millennials. Take a lot of pictures. <laughs> and then they did that. So it could be like, oh, give us your phones. And he had a big bucket and we had to put all of our phones in a bucket. And then, we just never saw them again until the end of filming. Wow. Yeah. And that didn't affect you at all? Like, did it, like, not having to, like... No. I think because it was just such a different environment, and there's so much going on. Like, we were working straight for 12 hours a day, 12 to 15 hours a day. Like, there was no time to even look at your phone, and all you wanted to do when you were done was sleep. <laughs> yeah. So... I like did not think of my phone until the very end of my time when I, I was like getting exhausted. I was like, okay, I want to talk to my mom. <laughs> Luckily I got to see her on TV the day I was eliminated, but I was like, yeah, I want to talk to my family. I want to sleep in my own bed, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Well, oh, I'm glad you brought that up because when I was watching that moment and it's right at, like you said, elimination. So and it's for black jackets. So it's a big thing. Larry, I know you don't know what we're talking about, but <laughs> Black Jackets, actually, Larry has a good Hell's Kitchen story to, to share. But um, uh, for Hell's Kitchen, <laughs> Black Jacket means like you're in this elite group and that um, very few people get to be in and blah, 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 and all that stuff. We won't go into it because we know the results of that but so that's like with my thing with that like they're showing you this uh your message from your family and it's so heartfelt and then moments later like oh sorry emily i was like well what the fuck <laughs> like like you, <laughs> you gotta buy <laughs> and it's like well i co- almost didn't need that message because she's going home yeah you know it was that was that was the day where you know i feel like there are some days where people choke or people don't perform the best. And I don't want to say that I choked, but I just had two, there were three challenges in the whole black jacket competition. On every challenge, two people got a black jacket. So the first two challenges I kind of screwed up on. I overcooked shrimp. I don't think I ever cooked shrimp in that competition until then. And I don't know if I've ever met a chef with a more positive, stunning outlook than you have on a daily basis. So I, I tried to poach it, but I've never cooked with shrimp before. So I was like, I don't know how long to poach it. I over poached it. And then the next one I tried to make sushi and my sushi didn't hold. So it was like a big mess. And then by the end of it, I was like, you know what? I'm, I know how I've performed. I know that my experience has been, is way less than the other people who have been here. I've made it so far. I'm just going to have fun with this. So 
you have a very wise head on your shoulders. Thank you, Chef. And inside, there's this little genius that's just about to start emerging. I think of it as seeing, being able to see my family after not seeing them for a long time and being able to have that moment was like, whoa, like I've, I've made it this far. That's cool. You know, like <laughs> if, I, if I leave, then I leave. But I know that there are a lot of people who had, who supported me who were upset about it, and which is really awesome. But for me, it felt like my time and it felt like how it was supposed to go. And so I, I was very at peace with it when I left. I was actually really happy about how everything happened and how I exited and everything like that. So I, I think if I would have went farther years ago when I was very experienced, that's when it would have gone downhill. So I think it was the perfect ending for me. It was the perfect journey. And I, I couldn't have asked for anything different. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. This is such an amazing experience. Oh dear. You're going out on a high. Don't you dare forget that. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, I think I was uh, a little invested just knowing that you were going to be on here. Um, But then I would say, well, now she can, now she can talk. She could, I know, just the, now she'll be able to share a little more now. Yeah, because we can talk about all of all of the things and I won't give away anything. Well, maybe I will. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe we'll take another shot and then we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, I may or may not be back for the finale. So, oh dang! Keep the people watching. Keep your eyes, keep your eyes open. I may or may not be. I can't say. Can't say. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Let's do another shot then. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Do a half of one before my words start slurring. I'm myself on TV. All right, we'll do that, but not till later. But uh, so when you're in that elimination spot and um, Gordon Ramsay is talking to you and he has really heartfelt things to say, are you listening to any of it? Or is there stuff going on in your head? I think a little bit of both. I remember, so with TV, obviously, there are things that are included in TV and there are things that are cut out of TV. And so when I was eliminated, it was crazy because we, I think Antonio and I were really, really head to head of the same skill level. Steve, I will admit Steve is way up. Like he is a talented guy. He should have gotten black jackets way before, but all of us are pretty level and we all made it really far. We all had really good runs. So we were all pretty matched up. So when it was time for chef to decide, I say chef, but Gordon Ramsay to to decide. He had to walk away because it was such a hard decision. He walked away. He paced a little bit. And we were like, what's going on? Just please tell us. Like, please. But he paced. It was like a really hard decision for him. And came back. He said, Emily, I went up there. And I do admit he, from watching past seasons with chefs that, that, um, kind of bonded with him a lot he always said something to them that was like maybe I'll see you again you know because with him he was and such an tour and such an amazing coach that I had a dream to just work with him I got that dream by working with him in Hell's Kitchen I never had that dream before but with working with him on the show I was like man I would love to work with him after he was just such a good coach and mentor so I was like please 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 say something about me working with you later like I would love to see you again 
And then at the <laughs> end, I was like fangirling. I was like, please. And at the very end, they don't show this in the show, but he goes, I'll say this in my British accent. He goes, and when this is all said and done, my door is always open. And I was like, oh my God. So I, that's when I, when they show that I start bawling, that's what he said to me. And so that's why I start completely losing it and we hug and whatever. And it's amazing. So to be able to hear him say that before that, when he was saying all that stuff, I was like, please, please, please say something about me seeing you later. And it happened. So it was, it was just the best kind of exit that I could have experienced. And um, yeah, I think that was the question, right? If, if I was thinking about what he was saying to me. Yeah, that was that was good. And also, by the way, that's a really good accent, especially yeah. after a tequila shot. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, something I was kind of curious about, too. Like, do you feel like after watching yourself, like, do you feel like, you know, however, you know, everybody here is like a reality fan. So, like, everybody knows, like, when you watch these reunions and things like that, they're like, oh, no, that was editing. That wasn't me. You know, that was editing. Do you ever feel like, you, you, you seen anything you've been like you know things that it's not necessarily like no that's not what I said but you're like that's not how that happened you know like do you ever find yourself wondering like I that's that or telling people that like, you might be watching it like oh that's like that's not what happened you know like yeah, that's a good question I'm very surprised at how accurately they portrayed all of us I think everybody Except for Antonio. Antonio is the sweetest human being. I mean, I don't know why they made him the villain, but they portrayed Yeah, at the beginning, they made him look like a really annoying uh, guy. And Yeah, and at, the, at, at first, when we all came together and he was really passionate, maybe at first we were like, mm, like, maybe you're too confident. But when you get to know him, he is super talented. He's super sweet. Um I just did a pop-up with him at his restaurant in New Braunfels uh, the other week. And he's just, I'm just amazed by how talented he is and how, like, I, I consider him a good friend. And so we were like, what? Like, why are you considered the villain in this episode? <laughs> that was the only thing that we were like, this is weird. Yeah, but- you kind of got to see a little bit of the change afterward. Because I ended up liking the guy. Like, at first I was like, I hope this guy's gone quick. Mm-hmm. And then later on, I was like, no, I kind of like him. Yeah, I got a lot of messages that was like, wait, Antonio's kind of cool. I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that was the only thing that I think was a little bit off, but everybody was portrayed pretty accurately. And I'm happy that they didn't portray me as like the weird hippie, like, (laughs) like, don't eat the house, you know, but they portrayed me as who I was. Oh man, if they would have done that and taken like a, a little Matthew McConaughey to it, like kind of just like, hey, I'm from Texas and uh, whatever he does, I don't need cows. Yeah. I just like Photoshop a headband on you and stuff, and you're like, that's not me. Like, I didn't do that. Photoshop <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's head on me, and I'm like, wait. That's not me. I think there was one episode, though, that they tried to take a shot at you. And I, I say that not as ugly, but it was kind of like, like they want, like there was something you cooked and then you, they, you couldn't, you didn't taste it afterwards because the meat was already introduced and they kind of like, were talking the confidentials and were like, Whoa, I don't understand why you wouldn't taste it. Or why would it be like, of course you can't know what it tastes like if you don't taste it, something like that. You're talking about 
the Brussels sprouts when I left the Brussels sprouts off the plate? I can't remember what the ingredient. Yeah, I think so. Where it was like, well, it's because I had already introduced the meat to it. And so I didn't taste it. You're thinking of the other vegan. Oh, no. Lobster butter. Oh, yes. You're thinking of? Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh well see here's the beautiful thing about uh too hard too fast we were totally gonna cut that out and make it look like that never happened very great very great. <laughs> well, he's gonna not make himself look like the villain anymore there he goes <laughs> and you'll be the villain of the episode how dare you just kidding <laughs> you should oh you should i'm totally gonna leave all this in now <laughs> Well then, see. Okay, then that was that stops my whole question because what I was thinking of you, even when I was asking about how you're comfortable cooking with uh, me, and now my dogs are going crazy. So sorry. Now they got the zoomies. It was zoomies. <laughs> uh, so I was thinking about like the whole time I was thinking about leading up to that to that one this one question that I just messed up <laughs> the, with the whole vegan and vegetarian stuff. Oh. All right, so what's next? What's next for Emily Hirsch? What's next? So right now, I so I'll go a little bit back. So when I was in quarantine, I found a love and a passion for uh, food media and for recipe development. So I ended up partnering with a company called Nature's Eats, and they're in Bernie, Texas. And I developed a You'll like this if you're cutting out pasta, if you're trying to cut out some, some gluten. Yeah. I've developed a flour that is a all-purpose gluten-free flour. And so it's almond flour based and it is a cup for cup. So you can bake with it, you can cook with it, and it should be just as you would with all-purpose flour. So that's been fun. And I'm working. Okay. Um, Wait, you said you came up with this? Yes. I've developed it. I developed it during the whole year of quarantine. So it was a lot of failed cupcakes in my parents' home <laughs> before it was, before it was packaged, before it was sent out. So you can find it at HEB um, and a couple and Amazon, I think. And what's it called? Did you say what it's called? It's called Almond Plus. Almond. So it's Nature's Eats Almond Plus and it's a cup for cup, I think. And it's, um, it's in a purple package and it's gluten-free, it's almond flour based, and it's just an almond flour mix and very minimal ingredients, no start, no like type of starches or anything like that, which I really enjoy about it. And we're doing a new project, which I'm really excited about with, um, you guys know Run DMC, right? Oh, of course. Okay. So Daryl McDaniels wanted to make a cookie line, so I, we're, Did we're, I see you in a picture in, on IG with yes. him? Oh, man. Okay. He's the coolest dude. Like, he's so, he told me his whole life story, and I, like, wanted to go, like, I don't know, run a marathon after because I'm so motivated. <laughs> like, the coolest. But we're doing a line of cookies with him, um, and that will be coming up soon. So we're excited about that. And then doing um, very, very motivated and passionate about food media. So I have a YouTube channel called The Self-Help Chef. And it is a combination of plant-based cooking and mental, physical, and spiritual health. And I have experts on, um, experts in their on, and we talk about different things. So for example, there was a show called um, Mac and Cheese and Meditation. 
and we had a yoga instructor from Austin actually come on and we made vegan mac and cheese and then we did a little meditation afterwards. So it's a fun play on combining two things that I'm passionate about and just talking about things that I think are important to talk about and get out there on, on um, YouTube and on different platforms. So that's what I'm doing now and still in San Antonio, still loving it. And um, yeah, so that's what's happening and I'm excited. So follow me on, on those things. Follow for sure. Um, I'm really excited about this. I want to try this flower almond flour because I don't know if it's the same, but I'm a big fan of almond milk. And you were saying that you gave out milk. So are you a fan of almond milk? Do you do almond milk now? Yeah, I love almond milk. I'd say almond milk and oat milk are my favorite plant-based milk. Yeah. I, I'm strictly almond. I'll stay like, like there was so many different milks that were introduced to me during my 80% vegan time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and the only one I like was almond milk and it's the cheap, the H-E-B brand almond milk. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I won't switch to like any of the others. Understandable. It's cool to be a diehard fan of almond milk. I support it. <laughs> I know. So something to die on, right? I don't know why I'm <laughs> I'm like hardcore, like set on like this is the only <laughs> brand I'm drinking. Don't even try to shove oat milk in my face. <laughs> yeah. Stick it coconut milk. Yeah. They have coconut milk, right? There was or coconut water. Either way, it sucks. Thing, uh, yeah. There's even like <laughs> macadamia milk or something. Oh, I'd be down to try that <laughs> real quick. I'm going to change. I'd be down to try that. I thought you were loyal. I thought that was too, but I mean, I'm down for some macadamia. <laughs> have you tried hemp milk? Do you like hemp milk? I like hemp milk. Hemp milk. Really? I have a friend that likes it. And I've had one like spoon, like little glass. And I was like, no, I couldn't do it. It tastes kind of like matcha, right? A little bit. See, maybe that's why, because I don't like matcha. So yeah. that's probably what it is, too. I'm not a matcha fan. Yeah, it's earthy, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a matcha fan. I, I like matcha. Like, I do like matcha. It's so weird, but I like it. Um, all right, Emily, I want to stay on all night with you, but I know you have to eat, and I'm having a great time. So let's take one more shot, and then we're going to go and do your Too Hard, Too Fast story. Okay. That way you can talk in cursive as you're like uh, telling us your story. <laughs> I can. Hopefully the ice has stayed. Larry, you're not getting out of this one. You're doing it with us. I'm actually going to grab a beer. So sorry. I'm off the screen. <laughs> I'll do a little. I'm going to do a little baby shot. Just a little one. That's fine. All good. You're going to have to enjoy your lentils. Yeah. I'll really enjoy my food now. I really need to find green lentils. I see how much of a vegetable person I'm not. Like I didn't. I thought lentils were red because I found red lentil pasta. So I'm like, oh, they're red. Cool. Like, there's different colors of quinoa. There's different colors of lentils. Different colors of rice. So much variety. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm just thinking before before we take the shot. Are you working as a chef here somewhere in San Antonio? I was. I'm no longer working um, at a restaurant. So I'm more so transitioning into the food media recipe development sort of life. So I, I had a, a really good time with um, Jardine with Chef Jason Davy and taught me a lot and um, still looking to do some like catering stuff with him later on. But 
now I'm doing, um, I'm doing a couple pop-ups around the city. So stay okay. tuned. I think we're going to do a pop-up with, um, if you guys have heard green vegetarian cuisine, it's in the quarry and it's in a lawn market. It's a, it's a big vegetarian restaurant here. So we're going to do a pop-up there. And that's, then that's where I eat the eggplant parm. Yes. That place, that place in Earthburger, it's owned by the same chef. My two favorite restaurants. Oh, I've never been to Earthburger, but I will say I'm not a fan of whoever made up uh, bean burgers. I don't like bean burgers. Yeah, I, I, I'm saying that just like have, having made a bean burger like last week. But <laughs> I'm a huge fan of like the impossible meat. So I'd rather have that and then I'll have the bean burger later. I need to have somebody that knows how to cook it. The impossible meat because I've never I've well, <laughs> I don't be like Emily, but you cook one for me because I've. Well, thank you. I would appreciate. I would love that actually, uh, but I tried making one here and I completely messed it up. And I tasted it was the worst thing I've ever tasted in my life. But I think it was a user error, not that. But I've never gone back to it. So, you know, if it's you or somebody that can knows what they're doing, I would appreciate it. But and can I would I try it again. Can I tell you all really fast where you can buy a good bean burger that's already made for you to eat? No, Larry, you cannot. I'm Austin. And Emily, you probably know because you lived here um, or you went to school here and lived here. Um, P. Terry's, their veggie burger. That's bean It's a black bean burger. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a black bean patty, their veggie burger. But, okay, so we're like... Earlier, we were talking about like, oh, like 80%, whatever. So I'm the weirdo that goes to the P. Terry's right here and I pull into the line. They're like, what can you get for you? I'm like, can I get the veggie burger? But can you add bacon? <laughs> and never fails. Any P. Terry's I go to in Austin, they're like, add bacon. And I'm like, yeah, just add some bacon to it. You know, but like even without the bacon, like their bean burgers are amazing. They and are that's what the veggie burgers. I didn't know okay. that they were bean based. I've, I've had, I didn't know they were bean based. I've had them before. Yeah, they're they're bean based. They're really good. Okay. Really well, now good. there's so one here in San Antonio, so it's not the where? same. It's not the same. It's all it's by the medical area, by where the Hooters on Wurzbach is at. If it's not the same, I'm not going to it. It's the same. Larry's just talking mess because he's in Austin. He wants to be hipster. That's like living here, and then they were like, "Oh, we got a Shake Shack." And my sister was all like, right, oh, "All right, all right, all right." I'm like, yeah, "Okay, whatever, cool." Great. Like that. Go do that. That's Everybody fine. In Austin. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't find, but I can't find a Bill Miller. Like, there's only two Bill Millers here, which to me is weird because in San Antonio, there's one like every 20 feet. So yeah. it's like, well, you know, what are you going to do? So you got to. Anyway, sorry. I started rambling again. <laughs> I've had the Pete Terrace here in San Antonio. It's really good. I, it's to me, from what I ordered, it was the same. So okay. we'll go stick it to that, Larry. Mm. (laughs) all right so cheers Lars, emily i still got tequila cheers too hard too fast thanks for being on thank you for having me yum all right larry will you do the honors I didn't. I didn't even tell you. I didn't prep you on this, did I, Larry? Yeah, you didn't prep me on this one. <laughs> I'm like, so oh. usually what I say, do the honors is when you ask, do you have a too hard, too fast story that you're comfortable sharing with us? Okay. Want to try that again? Okay. 
Let's do it. We're going to edit. Okay. Larry, will you do the honors? I sure will, George. So, Emily, do you have a too hard, too fast story you'd like to share with us before we go? Of course. So this is not a drinking too hard, too fast story, but this is a experience when I was a young chef, too hard, too fast story. So this wasn't shown in Hell's Kitchen, but I am a bit, I was, I don't think that I am anymore because I grew up, but I'm a little bit of a messy chef. So when I was working at my first restaurant, I was like rushing to get things prepared. We do prep up prep two hours before dinner service. So it was two hours before I had to make some sort of puree. And um, have y'all heard of the Vitamix? It's like a really nice blender. Yes. Yes. I have the cheap version because I can't afford that one. (laughs) But so this restaurant had the nice, nice version. And at this, at, during this day, my chef was very well known and she was having a documentary filmed about her at the restaurant. And so this was like, what, my first month working at her restaurant, and I was trying to work really hard. There's a camera in front of my face. This was before Hell's Kitchen, so I was like, oh, there's a camera, like, try to be a really good cook, whatever. And so I was pretty inexperienced with blenders, foreshadow. And so (laughs) I was some sort of, like, avocado puree or something, and there's this, like, little thing. It's called a plunger. And so you push it down to like mix things up. And I had put the plunger in first before the lid and I turned it on high. The blender explodes. It hits <laughs> the shards come out and the shards are like shards. So I'm like, Oh my God, it's going to stab somebody in the eye. It flies into my head chef. Who's like really, really scary. Amanda Cohen, by the way, she's the chef at Dirt Candy. Very like badass, but also scary. Um, (laughs) flies into her hair while the camera is on her and I knew she wanted to like rip me apart but she like like, it happens like with these like (laughs) I knew what was behind her eyes I was like oh my god she wants to kill me like I literally just exploded a blunder in front of her face during a documentary and so then I realized I was like oh maybe I like shouldn't try to go so fast in the kitchen without thinking about what I'm doing you can say it too hard, so, too fast. Way too hard So like talked about it again. So I was like, "Well, that's a good one." It, would you say that's like the worst accident you've had in the kitchen? There was another time where I dropped. I made there like these little bowls of food that I had to prep, and I made probably about fifty. I had them in a sheet pan. I dropped all of them before service and they oh. it was a rough, it was a rough, um, training period as, as a chef, I will admit, but I think the blender kind of outdoes it. The blender is probably for, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh man, I love that. That's a good, too hard, too fast story. Um, real quick before we end things, I want to say that halfway through this episode or this, uh, whole recording, I realized that on my shirt, are not pineapples. I thought I was I was being you know real cheesy. I got the orange can, Oktoberfest, the Texas, everything. I thought for food, pineapples. Well, they're <laughs> they're palm trees. It's a brand new shirt. It's a brand new shirt. I was like being super cheesy about everything, and 
you know, that's what I, there was, I, I don't know if there's a moment where I looked on the camera and I went, that's not, <laughs> that's not pineapples. <laughs> oh man. So I wanted to share that before I let, we let you go. Um, okay. I love, I love the shirt. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, oh, um, you guys send me your address so I can send you some chef M t-shirts. Oh <laughs> yes. Yes, of yeah. course. And also your address. What's that? For sure. Send me your sizes and send me your address, and I'll send you guys some shirts. Perfect. I appreciate that, and that's awesome. I'm that buying is- some of your flower tonight too. I'm going on Amazon, and I'm looking for your flower. Yes. Okay. Cool. Because awesome. tag, us, tag everything. <laughs> uh huh. Sure. Oh, speaking <laughs> of tagging, where can somebody find you? Ooh, yes. So my Instagram is Chef Emily Hirsch. Chef underscore Emily underscore Hirsch. And then everything else is the same. So YouTube is the same. Twitter is the same without the underscore. And Facebook is the same without the underscore. So Chef Emily Hirsch, if you search it, you could probably find my picture and find my page. So, yes. Awesome. And I'll add add it in editing. But also, I'll add it in all the descriptions. So if you're listening to this on audio platforms, it's in the description. If you're on YouTube watching the video version, it's in the description. Um, Emily Hirsch has just gone too hard, too fast with us and has taken two shots with us. Uh, she didn't speak in cursive. She kind of held her own. I'm about <laughs> to start speaking in cursive. Larry just co-hosted his first too hard, too fast. Good job, Larry. Thank you for that. So with that said, Emily, thank you. Larry, what do you have to say? Too hard, too fast. Uh, you didn't prep me again. This is a prep failure. <laughs> Whatever, Larry. It was good enough. And with that said, remember, dare to be you, dare to be weird. Bye.